0: Welcome back. Um yeah. This is episode eleven, I believe, of the Jacko Media Podcast. You're listening live on Oh Spotify, which is, and Anger, which is now known as Spotify for podcasters. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, those are the big ones that I'm I know that I'm on. I'm trying to expand as we get more and more into things. Uh it's been a while, I it's actually been almost two weeks since I released anything, and that is just simply off of breaks, assignments uh, getting a little bit higher, and all that, and we got a lot to go through. Um, I have tabs open with articles in an order that I want to go with, and I think I just want to start with the cross-checking to the face of players, we saw back-to-back days where players actually cross-checked guys in the face. Mike Hoffman being the first guy getting cross-checked in the face by A.J. Greer of the Boston Bruins. And then Josh Morrissey of the Winnipeg Jets getting cross-checked in the face by the L.A. Kings' Blake Lizotte, I think his name is. Both Greer and Lizotte got one-game suspensions, so it's not like they got completely off the hook of it yeah um it's been a crazy little bit um currently the nhl has 160 goal scorer 150 goal scorer a soon-to-be 50 goal scorer maybe two two to three more 50 uh, goal scorers and a ton of 40 goal guys right now like it's insane McDavid leads the league in 140 points, 60 goals, and 80 assists. It's actually insane to think. And just from where we were at at the start of the season, I'm not surprised with some of the stats that Hampus Lindholm leads the league in a plus minus of plus 47, followed by Matt Grizzlick at plus 45, and then Brandon Carlo at plus 39. So, take it as you will. Um, Penalty minute leaders, you have Patrick Maroon at 126. I don't think that's a career high for him. Last year was a career high of 134, and he's he's on track to get it. Which is surprising to see Maroon do that very few times. hit the 100 point mark for penalty minutes Um, Delorier is at 111 Tanner Jeannot at 107 tied with Kachuk, Watson's got 106 Arbor Jacki before his season ended had 101 penalty minutes if you look at uh, goaltenders Linus Allmark or Linus I think it's Linus Allmark. He leads the league in 36 wins. Surprisingly, Jeremy Swayman has more shutouts right now than Linus Allmark. Uh, goals against average, Linus Allmark also leads that category in a 1.92 save percentage. Or goals against average, Allmark is also the save percentage leader at a .937. Hellebuck was hot on his tail all season, and then now Hellebuck is seventh or no, sixth behind Philip Gustafson Ilya Sorokin, Jeremy Swayman Alexander Georgiev and then Hellebuck and they just I think this makes a case that I think it makes a case that Linus or Linus Almerk should win the Vesna this year, and he's got a very strong resume this year in terms of what you're looking for a goaltender and all that. So uh, the standings we have had multiple teams clinch playoffs. Um, we have five teams so far that have been eliminated, which is Columbus. Arizona, Chicago, Anaheim, and San Jose to nobody's surprise Boston clinched the playoffs a while ago and then went out and won their division, I think I think they won the division I don't see the key Well, that's know. I think they won their division. Yeah yeah, they clinched the division. Toronto clinched uh, playoffs last night. And then in the Metro, all the spots are taken with Carolina, New Jersey, and New York. So, is Tampa is obviously going to clinch. And then you have the Islanders and the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins being the other two teams likely to clinch later on in the season. Florida is three points behind Pittsburgh with a game in hand on Pittsburgh and two games in hand, or two games, oh my gosh, Pittsburgh has a game in hand on Florida and two games in hand on the Islanders. I was looking at that and I knew that wasn't right when I said it, so. And out in a Western Conference, we don't have anybody clinching playoffs yet, let alone Getting close to a hundred points, we're dominating the league. You have Vegas at 98, so they're close. But you look at other teams like Minnesota, Colorado, Dallas. It's it's very hard to say. Um, these are teams that are going to be in the playoffs on the West, and then in the Wild Card you have Seattle and Winnipeg right now. So there's a lot of it's a lot to go with is you're going to probably have an LA Edmonton first round and kind of just going with how things have gone is it's going to, it's most likely going to be Minnesota and Winnipeg in the first round as well. I also say maybe because Winnipeg is, I don't know if they're hitting a slump in the season, but they're not looking all too great right now, and that's a team thing. You don't get your play, your top guys playing poorly, just out of nowhere. And Like if you if you were to say whose fault is that is I think it's the collectiveness of the of t- uh, the team and the leadership that's been a part of that team for so long you have Wheeler and Shifley in there who have contributed to what that team is right now so take it as you will I do see Calgary I do see Calgary sneaking into a playoff spot somehow and and knocking Winnipeg out of their current spot and who's to say but I think that's where we're looking and in terms of just how the league's going that is stats and st- that is stats and standings for the year and Yeah, uh, the Ottawa Senators, Gary Bettman has said, for second or third time now, that the Senators will not be moving out of Ottawa with new ownership. So, Sens fans can stay, Sens fans. Obviously, um, I I just think it's something that we should be looking at, but it is kind of is what it is. Uh, We're about three weeks out of the regular season, being finished, going into playoffs. And... The Toronto Maple Leafs have a goal... Not a goaltending issue. They have a... They're dealing with something that they didn't have in previous playoffs. And that was having guys who can step up into the playoffs. And they're starting to face... Do you take the guy that's been reliable all season in Ilya Samsonov or Matt Murray who's had his games and hasn't had his games? And I'd make the case is Matt Murray's a two he's won the cup back-to-back years before. He's he contributed to uh Pittsburgh in a insane way. He helped them win when they needed him. He was reliable in very clutch situations. And I think if you're on the road versus Tampa to begin, you play Murray. He's been your road goaltender. If you're at home versus Tampa, which is the most likely scenario, you start Samsonov. And if if Sammy gets lit up in the first 10 minutes, even two goals look at Murray and you say look you're going in like the playoffs is competitive Toronto's an ultra hockey market and they're one of those teams that like they need to win this year I think we can all agree that the players owe it not only to Sheldon Keefe but Kyle Dubas for what he's built this year he brought in Jake McCabe Luke Shen Sam Lafferty Ryan O'Reilly Noella Cherry Eric Gustafson I think there's a couple other guys in there that I'm missing right now but I think that's kind of what we're looking at is the players owe it to their coach and their GM to like, it's on them this year, and Dubis will not clear the cupboards, but blow it up a bit. Like, show the team that you are not afraid to make trades and do all this stuff. And with that kind of comes uh, shootouts. I think shootouts are controversial in the sense of goalies hate them, but the players love them. Uh, Nobody knows what to argue when it comes to shootouts. Mm. Oh, man. Um, The Montreal Canadiens beat the Buffalo Sabres in a shootout last night. It's one of those games that if you know it's going to a shootout, you're going to take any team that is not Buffalo right now. And I've seen Buffalo play in a handful of shootouts in the last couple of seasons. This year, they've gotten better. They're just not that driven in the shootout to win. It comes it comes from the goaltending is when you're down a goal, you should put your most confident guy out. And I they, they might do that but I don't fully know if that's what they're doing and if that's the mark they're hitting I could also be completely wrong here so hmm. yeah um, I think I think it's one of those. Uh, sh- I think it's one of those controversies in the NHL. Is you only replace it by more controversy. Take it as you will. Um, it's also just another, another factor of, like, the players love it, the goalies hate it. Some goalies love it though. Um, what's his name? There was a goaltender who did, who didn't play very long. It's not helpful to the situation at the the moment, but he didn't play very long, but he liked being put into high-pressure situations like that. It is what it is. I'm glad that Stanley Cup games are decided in overtimes and not in the shootout. So, that's, that's a bonus. I also... The reason I'm bringing up the Montreal game is because of Michael Pozzetta's celebration. Incredible. He did the Dave Tiger Williams uh, celebration. Riding it like a wooden... Riding his stick like a wooden horse. So... It's... I impl- I, oh, I'd love people to see it. It's such... It's a great... It's a great celebration. The game is... Great, um, yeah, uh, it's bottom teams, one still battling to try and get a wild card spot, while the others is just looking at and saying, Hey, we're just playing hockey for the remainder of the year. Uh, Montreal's more or less in the Bedard sweepstakes, but yeah. Speaking of a bottom team, we have the Chicago Blackhawks. Some news out of there, and their captain Jonathan Taves, and it's more—it's some sad news compared to what we're used to hearing about uh, Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg's own Jonathan Taves, and this may be his final season with the team, and maybe even in the league. He's been in the league for 15 seasons, and 34 years old and he's been dealing with effects of long COVID and chronic immune response syndrome, and he didn't play all of last year, though, or in all of the 2020-21 season. He played last year, and he was playing this year, and then he stepped away because of He stepped away because he was dealing with this stuff to more of an extent than he thought he was. And he, like, he said, he doesn't know the future in his league or in the league, and he doesn't know where he'll be next year. So, Taves may retire a Chicago Blackhawk, which would be storied that he stayed with the team, that he won cups with, and all that. If he's a Winnipeg Jet next offseason he's a Winnipeg Jet and I hope I hope the decision for him is something that he can make comfortably but ultimately these these players will these players know where they're at uh, Taves won the cup in 2010 2000, 2000 2013 and 2015 He's on the final year of his eight-year, $10.5 million contract, and, yeah. Uh, in more lighter news about Chicago Blackhawks players, Jonathan Taves just spoke out a bit on the Patrick Kane trade, and just saying it was, you see him in a New York Rangers jersey, it looks good on him, to be honest, and he said he hated to say it, but yeah, um, Taves is being an incredible sport. About his teammate not being in Chicago anymore. So, um, looking forward to see how the Rangers do in the playoffs because they they are built to win. And speaking of teams that are built to win, the Edmonton Oilers. I this is my favorite coming out of the West. If a Western Conference team wins the cup again this year it's going to be the Edmonton Oilers and they are built to outlast people and speaking of being built to outlast their captain and superstar Connor McDavid became the first NHL player to reach 140 points since the 1995-96 season He's the first player since Mario Lemieux and Jaromir Jager in 95-96 to record the 140 points in a season. Shouldn't be coming as a surprise, and I I truthfully think he can just barely uh, get in 10 more. He might even get 10 more goals, it's hard to say every year I watch this guy play, and he gets better, so, yeah, and just, it's, it's stupid to see some of the things that (laughs) McDavid has done in this league, he gets better every single year, and I hope Edmonton can go on a run, or go on multiple runs for that matter, to continue to keep him long term and if he doesn't want to stay long term I hope he finds a team where it's just successful for him because this is going to be a great career possibly wasted in Edmonton but hey um, speaking of McDavid and the McDavid treatment, Eric Carlson having an incredible season Carlson who's having a great season and is likely to win the Norris if not it'll be hopefully be Morrissey that's who I think Um, I think Carlson he's just being overshadowed by McDavid's season end there's so much going on around the league that it's incredible. Oh my gosh! I just hit my, I hit my table. There's so much going around in this league that you're gonna look at all of these guys doing these incredible things. So Carlson's got the 68 assists. Like uh, he may hit 100 points this season. And. That hasn't been done since the 92 season when Brian Leach did it and yeah um, I'm just th- I'm just reading through this article right now and he's not received a Norris vote in three years, which is stupid to think about that he was one of the best defensemen in the league for a while and got his contract his foot injury really caught up with him and now it's something that's obviously behind him so um carlson's gonna do well hopefully and yeah uh, who knows if they trade him in the off season or build around carlson in that team but So I'm going to end it there. Thank you for listening. Uh, the music you're hearing is from the Jansen boys. Go listen to them on Spotify, on YouTube. You can find their links below. Yeah, thank you for listening and I hope to see I hope to um, release more in the upcoming week. Uh, thank you. All I need is one for the road All the stories that I heard all the stories that they told. We live by the luck that we roll. We will live by your word and we will die in the mold. While the crack in the sky makes us old.